right. Yeah. And we're waiting, as Jeremy, you said, the raw speed type guys to come in and maybe flip this. And I think everyone thinks A of Sexton and, of course, Jet Lawrence on the horizon. Jet Lawrence goes out there and dominates Anaheim 1. Didn't look good in practice. Let every lap in the main. It's a big debate if, if he should even be still in 250 Supercross. And I want to go to you, Carmichael, on this one, because you said you wish you had stayed in the small class longer. So where do you feel about Jet and his progression into the 450s? I mean, obviously, he's super talented, a lot of fun to watch, and I think we're watching greatness. I mean, even I talk about it all the time. It's like he, he make like when he's falling down, he's like manipulating the motorcycle and his riding style to lessen the blow, uh, whatever position he's going to be in. Right? He just makes crashing look look so graceful. So uh, it's a lot of fun to watch. I think for me, um, I. If I were if I were managing him, I would let him do the West Coast like he's doing, and then dabble a little bit in 450 on the opposite coast. I feel that that would have certainly helped me going into 1999 racing against the King of Supercross. Um, you know, so I, I, but I didn't do that. I was too worried about protecting the uh, the East Coast Championship, which hindsight's always 2020. I didn't need to do that. So uh, I think it would have helped me rather than going in blind. At A1, not knowing what I was doing, stepping, I was way too far in the deep end. I needed it. I at least needed some more experience in that premier clash before I was going to race it first time. The guy's got the talent to do it. He's got great people around him. I mean, obviously, I'm biased towards Johnny O, but, uh, you know, to be able to, to tamper those emotions if he was able to race the 450 on the opposite coast, I think he has the wherewithal, mental wherewithal to do that. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen, but I, I certainly would be all for it. And hey, selfishly, I think all of us on this uh, on this interview today would love to see that. It'd be a lot of fun, but I think we'll see him for many, many years to come. I'll say it once, and I've said it before. I think Jet Lawrence's biggest, biggest uh, challenge is going to be controlling the outside noise and really, and, and really focusing on what is the most important. He's going to make a lot of money. He's going to have a lot of fame, uh, but nothing sells like winning. I think we all know that. And uh, it, that I feel like that's going to be his biggest challenge. Oh, this is a phenomenal topic that you just stumbled into. Jeremy, I feel like you really tried to put the sport on your shoulders when you were the guy. What was that like to manage both the winning and the superstar part? You know, you can only control the outside part. You can keep it at bay for only so long. So if you, if let's just say that he moves up, uh, let's say he, he, the plan is for him to ride motocross series, the motocross series on a 450, right? So maybe that's where he's planning to get his experience before he moves into the big class next year. Now, I'm not sure. I feel like that's the same, but I have heard in his recent interviews that, you know, he wants Hollywood stars and all these people to come back out like 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 it was sort of back in the day in the 90s. You know, uh, it's a big distraction and you have to have your you have to have your career going and really going well and really settled into your program and all this stuff. It takes a lot more now to be at the front probably than it did when when I was racing. Right. Then RC came along every generation that comes along. It becomes tougher, I believe. So you got to work harder. Now, are you going to have time for sort of that kind of thing? I think selfishly, all of us would love to see that these days, right? More Holly, we're not racing, so we don't have the pressure of that. Let's grow the sport. Let's see all the famous people around. Let's do all that. Well, 
from having that experience, it was a lot of work and it was, it was pretty tough. We, we did a lot of fun stuff. We had a lot of famous people around who were loving the sport. Uh, but it, it, it is a lot of work. And, and sometimes it's easy to forget what the job at hand is, which is trying to ride the motorcycle. Uh, so I'm kind of with RC on that. Like, look, he, he's got to get in there and get some momentum and prove, prove his work. We all think he can do it. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for sure. Big fan for sure, by the way. But, uh, you know, there's only so much of your body and your your personality. There's only, that, there's only so much that can go, can go around. So first and foremost, got to ride the motorcycle. Talk about some other 250 riders. Who's on the radar you want to talk about here with our panel today? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd like your guys' thoughts on Joe Shimoda. Um, to me, he's a rider that's emerging in a weird way. He was... Third overall in the championship as a rookie, but it was a very quiet, not flashy. I mean, you didn't see much his rookie season, but he just seems seems to chip away, chip away. And then last summer, I feel like he really emerged as like one of the 250 guys in the class, period. Um, he's on the East Coast. We, we don't have a chance to see him yet for a couple of weeks, but um, Ricky, I'll start with you. Just Joe Shimoda this summer kind of taking that spot as like, I'm one of the favorites now. I'm no, no longer in consideration. I'm one of the guys. He's only won one Supercross, so he's got more to accomplish there. But going into that East Coast, do you see him ready to break out indoors, kind of like he did last summer? Yeah, I certainly do, Daniel. I, ever since he started working with Nick Way, it really seems like he started to transcend and, and, and improve. Uh, caught fire at the end of the Motocross Championship last year. So uh, I think he's certainly one of the guys, uh, guys to beat. Also, you can't sleep on on Hunter Lawrence. He rode extremely well uh, all season long last year. Maybe was a little off on speed towards Joe towards the end of the season last year in the Motocross Championship. But nevertheless, uh, you have to keep your eye on those two. I feel like, and it's 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 no discredit to the other guys, but those two are going to have a really great battle. In that um, in that East Division in the 250 class, so uh, I'm looking forward to that for sure. And then, um, yeah, I think they'll walk away from it. I really do. Uh, hopefully, we'll get to see some of the young guys coming up, like Hayden Deegan. That'll always be fun. Uh, he's got a lot of talent, and he's kind of the new fun guy to watch watch out for, and that side of things. And then uh, Ryder D as well. Hopefully, he uh, cuts his teeth and and gets out there and races some Supercross as well. Uh, but Definitely. I know it's long-winded, but uh, Joe is certainly going to be one of the favorites.